Hey guys, uh, really quick before we get started, I just want to make a quick editor's note. My sound in particular is just awful this week, and I know it, and I feel terrible about it, and I was on, I was traveling, I was in New Orleans, which is a wonderful city, and I, that was trying to kill you, uh, but I just, I brought a really bad road kit. I thought I have a new, new podcasting equipment for the road, and it just, I set it up very badly, it turns out, and so I know my sound is going to change wildly, sometimes it sounds like I'm on the phone, or in a tin can, and, uh, It'll still be popping a lot. Anyway, it's bad. It's below us. But the show's super fun, and so I think you're going to enjoy it anyway. But just know that every time it happens and it annoys you, uh, it annoyed me worse. I don't know. It's not a contest. Maybe we tied. But just know that I'm sorry. All right. Enjoy the episode. All right. Jeff Bear, we made you watch Rocky Four, a film about the minorist victory in the Cold War. We start and end every show by saying something nice about the film. It's called a compliment sandwich. You have to go first. What is your major compliment for Rocky Four? The major compliment for Rocky Four is uh, after a fairly slow beginning, <laughs> there is there is a wonderful <laughs> montage with Rocky, uh, and it's nice. It's a good montage, and this and you're like, yeah, that's what I came here to or, see. Or later when he's boxing. Uh, this is before Hearts on Fire. Okay, yeah, uh, and and so then you're like, well, that was good. That was a good moment. Three minutes later, there is another montage, <laughs> yeah. and it is much better than the previous montage that we just sat through. <laughs> and and then suddenly you're just like euphoric, and you don't even know what you're in for, and everything is just joy after that. Hearts yeah. on Fire is the one where he's driving the car. But also, it's well, where he's, he's, running, no, he's up running away from the car. Yeah, oh. he runs at the yeah. Mountain. No, Hearts on Fire is when he's when he's training oh. and running up the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, you're th- the car is you're not only a montage; it's a series of flashbacks. That's it's right. Where even a in a ninety-minute movie, he still does ten minutes of clips from previous movies. Honestly, after the car montage, I turned to Chris and was like, "You know, the movie could have opened with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, we would have gotten everything we needed." It is previously on Rocky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's multiple times because they start the movie showing you the end of oh, Rocky. Right, right, that's right, right, where he beats yeah. Mr. T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they really had a lot of padding that needed to be done well, here. So I'm just going to transition to that because my, my major compliment is for that driving montage, which is to the song, There's No Easy Way Out. Yeah. And so he's driving. He's reminiscing about his earlier movies. And um, so, first of all, cool, affordable way to make a movie. Put that in the middle of it. But also, the best part is that I have not seen all of the movies. Sure. So there's this clip of a couple – they play several times of Apollo and Rocky jogging in the surf – and yeah. then hugging ecstatically just as the, the waves wash over their ankles. And it's so beautiful. They're so happy and in love. And I don't know what their love story was before that, but I'm just happy they found each other and they are together because it's really beautiful. Hang on. Hang on. I got an issue. You said I haven't, I haven't seen all the Rockies. And Chris said, sure. Like, that's a thing that people do. Like, they, ha- I have, like, they haven't seen all the Rockies. I have not seen all the Rockies. Oh. I, have. I also haven't seen all the Rockies. Jeff? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, we're normal, well-adjusted people who somehow made it through without seeing right. Rocky Two. It's been very difficult. So wait, <laughs> like, there's several times in your life where you have to like consciously not see Rocky Three, but um, you somehow how many somehow you manage. Uh, so wait, Alex, uh, when you when you asked me to do this, mm-hmm. uh, you gave me a choice. You gave me a choice between two yes. movies. Um, how long would you say it took me to answer? <laughs> Oh, very short, but um, I would I would like to add that the other movie was The Tooth Fairy, 
So it seemed like maybe it was just an easy choice to not watch the Tooth Fairy. Well, it was, but like to, it was to the point where I was like, "Oh, well, Rocky Four, and I don't even know if I need to rewatch this thing." Right. Uh, you, so wow. you're, a big, you're a big Rocky fan. I mean- oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Does that mean you're a fan? <laughs> yes, I'm a, I'm a very big fan. Yeah. I'm a very big fan. Well, so tell me, so how did Rocky and Apollo yes. fall in love, and like, what was their relationship like? So here's what happened. Uh, in Rocky 1 and 2, they battled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And then Clubber Lane, Mr. T, uh, just destroys Rocky. A very, very arrogant Rocky. And a very soft Rocky who's, like, fighting, like, no names and everything else just to get paychecks. Um, and Three is the racist one, right? Where we're supposed to hate Mr. T for no good reason? Yes. Okay. But we also love Apollo, so it's not, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what this means. I don't know what territory you just tried to walk us into. Um, but anyway, uh, so then Apollo, because, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, his old trainer. I can't believe I just Pauly? blanked on him. He's like, yes. No, 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 not Polly. The, the old I don't, guy. I'm not sure I know who Polly is or why he's hanging out getting robots. <laughs> we could, he's, uh, he's, uh, his, uh, uh, I'm going blank on all these character names that I've loved for my entire life. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like right, hang you on. haven't seen all the Rocky movies. <laughs> How dare you? I was going to say, don't bait um, him right now. This is an important time where we're filling in all this the plot is, holes. I'm, I'm really, I could give you the entire history right now. I kind of feel okay, like we need so, it. So do they kiss? I just want to know if Adrian, they Adrian, Adrian and Polly are brother-sister. Did you know that? No, no, that okay. sounds implausible. Like, really implausible. <laughs> Okay, they are. So anyway, that explains why he lives uh, with them. That's there, and then uh, Burgess Meredith is uh, his old trainer, who I'm blanking on his great name right now. Who trained him in one and two? Oh yeah, he was like, the one who was like, you know what, we can box is steak. Uh, yes, and he so dies, he dies. Right? He dies in three. Okay. Um, Mainly because Mr. T fired up, uh, like everybody and like Burgess, like had a, like a heart attack and then he eventually dies. Um, and Apollo comes to help Rocky, like figure out his demons and become the great boxer that he can be. And that's why they frolic on the beach together. And do they kiss? It looks like they're kissing. They just hug a lot. I'm so happy. So then Rocky's Rocky's trainer in Russia is Apollo's old trainer? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Yes. That's yes? Duke. Okay, Duke. Yep. Yes. I like And Duke. in and in Rocky Balboa, which is number six, uh, he gets uh, Rocky some hurting bombs, which is like the greatest line ever of that movie. But anyway, so, wait, it doesn't really matter. That, We're focusing which is on the four. One they are trying to pretend doesn't exist. Is that five? Five. Okay. Five is five is bad. Five is bad. Rocky does not get in the ring in five. That's that's, that's the main problem Uh-oh. with a Rocky movie. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so my my compliment is still just to see two grown men so happy to be with each other on a long walk on the beach. It's just it Listen, was beautiful. There um, are a lot of messed up things about the '80s, but this is not one of it's them. It's not one of them. All right, Tanya, what's your major compliment for Rocky Four? Well, I think I might be the 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 worst of all of us for how, for how many Rocky movies I've seen because this was the first one oh! that I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh man! So I I know I like broke. I think I probably broke a law in at least one U.S. state. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it does. In, in it does seem weird sure to start wrong. here. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty weird, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird time. 
but also I was, as I teased earlier, I was impossibly hype following this movie. Like, just well, like I have kind some of theories like, on why, but we'll talk more about those. Just like running around the house, like singing a lot of like 80s inspired, like melodies i guess the 80s were the peak of songs written for montages right there's not been a better decade of montage songs and there's just so much like weird metaphorical narrative it's (laughs) so good and so terrible at the same time i guess my 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 main compliment is for everyone's like casual wear because there's just a lot of good stuff going on Um, at one point, Rocky is, I guess, polishing his car. He's hardly washing it. <laughs> yes, like, yes, just rubbing it with a diaper, just rubbing it with a soft cloth yeah. in the driveway, like yeah, you do on a out. weekend. Uh, and he's wearing this black mock turtleneck um, Adidas shirt that has like these like tricolor like shoulder bands uh-huh. that are just glorious. And then this like big old Adidas logo like in red in the in the center of the chest. Just beautiful, beautiful work all around. Did you see yeah. Creed, Tanya? Uh, no, oh, okay. no, I did not. I said this is oh, the first. Well, yeah, but Creed is like a, it's a soft reboot. But it's, it's still, yeah. yeah, but he, but this is, but it's, Creed is like yeah. the son of Apollo Creed, right? Yes, yes. Although it's not shown in this film. Well, no, because he says in the trailers for Creed, which I've seen many times because hi, Michael B. <laughs> Jordan. Um, <laughs> he says, I never knew my father or something yeah, yeah. to that effect. So, you know. The only reason I mention it is just because pretty... <laughs> he, he, they switch allegiances from Adidas to Nike real hard in, in Creed. And oh, he's wearing well, sure. all of the most attractive loungewear that Nike makes and workout clothes. It's very nice. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this this follows American consumer trends in a certain in a certain way, yeah. in a very obvious way. Because this is really not about much other than just like America. So we're good. It is pretty much America. Chris, what's your major compliment for Rocky Four and or America? Well, shoot. I, I was going to compliment the wardrobe, too, but um, I was going to compliment two mini compliments. Uh, one was about all of Rocky's sweaters, specifically sweaters. His knitwear game is super strong. I just want to pause for one second. I just, Jeff, in case you thought that this was a very serious <laughs> film review show, perhaps yeah. your opinion has been changed now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm understanding. I'm understanding. <laughs> Uh, so by, the, by the way, by the way, the old trainer who died, his name is Mickey. Oh, it's Mickey. So everybody can just everybody can relax, and now now it's Mickey. You, you so can, we can move on. Hopefully, that was in time to click unsend on all your angry email. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Chris, sorry. His knitwear game was, was so knitwear game was tight. Uh, also, the little tassels on the boxing shoes were super good. But oh yeah, the tassels. Yeah, but starting to go more in terms of plot than wardrobe there are these two russian guys that just hang out in a car that chase rocky and try to mow him down while he's running (laughs) and they're wearing the most like classic russian like black coats hats like all that stuff and just i don't know they did a really good job while filming in vancouver yeah (laughs) but their stakeout clothing was right and tight gas and food in it yeah i don't know unlimited and they slept sitting up i guess i don't know yeah. yeah, what's their story? I want to see if I want to see them like frolicking on, on the, the beach. frozen Russian to beach so together. Do you think they kiss? <laughs> I'm sure they kiss. Those long cold nights, you have to cuddle for warmth at first. Yeah. <laughs> so this is I saw this movie when I was 9 years old in the theater. Nice. <laughs> sure, yeah. And and to me it was just like, got it. Soviet Union, people just watch you. Yeah. They just walk around yeah. and follow That's you if you're about. there. Uh-huh. That's that's what I understand. That's why they're bad. Yeah. Got it. That's the one thing about them that we learned that's bad. Is it was a, so they cheat at sports and they totally watch you while you're running. Yeah, unlimited steroids with the biggest gauge needles ever. <laughs> 
Well, he's such a Dolph is such a big man. You need to get a larger gauge of needle just to get into him. <laughs> and it's it's so crazy. Okay, so Sylvester Stallone wrote and directed this movie. Sure. And if you look at his body, like yes, he is clearly using steroids yes. during this time. And, and and it's so weird that he was like, I know. <laughs> The villain should use steroids because that's terrible and everybody will root against him. It does work too. But yeah, he's he is weird yoked. His he, he has that that thing between your ear and your shoulder where it's just webbed. He's mm-hmm. got that real big. He's yeah, a, he's a he does weird. have he's got, that I think, like, real big. He's got like a 16 or 17 pack, I think. <laughs> yeah, I I mean like no, nah, I'm not sure what you have to look like to box, but he looked like a monster. Is that helpful? <laughs> Although mm-hmm. in the context of the Rocktober, he looks shrimpy, which is really <laughs> weird to say. Like I know this is like an impossible amount of jacked for a human to be, but also like we just keep making our people like bigger and weirder looking, and so this like eighties version of jacked is like not that crazy. Well, no, it's it's jacked. It's just that Sylvester Stallone is like five foot seven. Yeah, so there's two <laughs> things going on. One is there's some jacked inflation for sure over time. Yeah. This is still in the eighties, yeah. so adjusted for inflation, he's a really normal jacked. But the other thing is that, yeah, he's a miniature person. Yeah. And so, like, him big but short is, like, it's really a, it's an optical illusion. Yeah, I don't know where to look. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, all right <laughs> the math is all wrong. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't all check out. Although, wait, how tall is Dolph? 6'5". Oh, okay. Because, like, around Rocky, yeah. if you were six foot, you could still look like a monster. Yeah, but he's 6'5", so he's a full foot. And like when you see the the fights, the fight, and you're like comparing reach, like Rocky basically has to like put his head down and charge him in order to yeah. get within a punching distance. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like he's gonna win, but uh, <laughs> guess what? But <laughs> actually, I think it didn't look like there was any. It didn't look like there was any easy way out for him to fight uh, Drago, but. Yeah, yeah, he did it. So you, your heart like... would have to be on fire to win. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Good morning, Meatsuits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about books and movies and TV, sometimes of questionable quality. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter, at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Beep boop, Alex. Pack your toothbrush. I am your new robot wife. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about Seiko. I have some thoughts on that robot. Everybody does. Well, have you guys Googled the history of that robot? No. Then I have some fun news to share in a little bit, but okay. we'll get there. Uh, also joining us today, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter, also in our Brooklyn studios. It's Tanya Smith. You just got to punch and punch till you can't punch no more. <laughs> Thanks, Duke. <laughs> this is some really good boxing advice I got one time. Yeah, I mean, if you stop punching, it really is a hard, it's hard to win. It's much harder to win that way. Yeah, just keep Even, going. Like, no Hit matter him, how much also. your heart is on fire, if you're not punching. It's, yeah, everyone has really good boxing advice in this movie, such as hit him, or get up, or don't go down. <laughs> yeah. Don't go down is pretty solid advice. That's like the probably the best second to punch him and this know. week you guys we have a very special guest making his read and weep debut uh he's from the podcast movie bs with baron schneider it's jeff bear apollo is like my son i raised him and when he died a part of me died 
But now you're the one. You're the one that's going to keep his spirit alive. You're the one that's going to make sure that he didn't die for nothing. Now you're going to have to go through hell. Worse than any nightmare you've ever dreamed. But in the end, I know you'll be the one standing. I think the summary of that is that he's like, my son died. You're my new son. And here's the thing. It's partly Rocky's fault. It's insane that Duke feels this way. Yes, it is. Are you going to blame Rocky for this? I don't know. I blame James Brown. I am. (laughs) Wait, you're blaming the godfather of soul himself. (laughs) He, I mean, everyone who participated is liable. (laughs) Huh. I just, this feels very, yeah, this is American hubris. Yeah, America's to blame. There's so many things to blame. Uh, all right, so this is episode number 363 of the podcast. We've now done as many episodes as the number of Domino's pizzas that Carson Boot of Lafayette, Louisiana, ordered on his ninth birthday back in August. Wait, was that like a clerical error, or did he actually no, he order? he ordered 363 Domino's pizzas, Why? and they were delivered. But, in a twist, they were not for himself. His birthday wish was to help local flood victims and first responders. Stop it. Yes. See how I did that? You thought it was about him being selfish, and then it turned out he was just, he ordered all these pizzas for these kids. I mostly was just like thinking about what it was like when that order came in and the Domino's people had to work real hard. Yeah, did they? Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, It was was partly, he ordered them through a Facebook group that rallied to help support it, and then they, uh, uh, the Domino's gave them a special deal on the pizzas. I'm sure it was a difficult Mm. day for them, although it doesn't seem like they put a ton of effort into each pie. They never do, oh. Alex. They never do. Domino's, <laughs> That's not the a sponsor. secret sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people making selfless decisions for the good of the country, this week we're talking about Rocky IV, indisputably not the worst Rocky movie. Yeah. So, this is, so you guys, as you know, the reason we're doing this is because it is Rocky-tober. Happy Rocky-tober, everybody. Well, so it was The Rock-tober, and just like last year, we did three the movies starring The Rock and one movie that just had Rock in the name. So this year it is a Rocky IV, and yeah. uh, if you want to choose something, I, we, we like to do these themes of actors now, and it's really fun, or uh, or themes in general, and it's been really great. So if you have a theme you want us to do, go to readdashweep.com, sign up on the mailing list, and you're going to have a chance in just a few short weeks to choose a theme or a movie from within, in that theme. Chris, I, it's yeah. not time for you to summarize, in the style oh, of some kind of Italian horse person. <laughs> As long as you only refer to me as Stallion. Doesn't that get creepy? It gets super creepy. Constantly calling him Stallion instead of a name. Makes you think maybe that Carl Weathers is the lady horse. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope so. I'm so happy for them. That's all that I can think. Anyway, tell us us about this movie, Chris. All right. So uh, we know Rocky. Uh, or some of us know Rocky. <laughs> Most of us Tanya. don't really know <laughs> Rocky. With the concept of a Rocky. <laughs> a Rocky. Jeff, jump in anytime. <laughs> Rocky. Oh, should I, should I correct us? He's, he's an going Italian boxer from Philly, and he's uh-huh. just a kid from from nowhere, from somewhere who uh, trains, and, and he becomes the champ. He, he gets really good at boxing, and so throughout the past three movies, he's gotten good, better, and then less good, then better again at boxing. And now he's an old retired boxer. He's like 40. His ex-rival, now best buddy, Apollo Creed, is uh, Carl Weathers. They're hanging out all the time. And uh, now he's got like a mansion and a kid. And he's married Adrian. Adrian! He married her. And uh, married uh, into having a robot, I guess. It's unclear. (laughs) No, he bought the robot. 
Okay, yeah, he, he, he bought, bought the, the robot, robot for Polly. It was Polly's birthday, and Polly was like, look, whatever you get me, don't get me a sex robot, and then Rocky does it anyway. Yeah, and he's no, like, he's, uh, he specifically wanted sports car. Yeah. He was like, I can't wait. I bet it's going to be a sports car. Yeah. No, it's and then a he got sex a robot, robot that probably cost as much as a sports car. Yeah, $1985? Mm. Yeah, but, and also it's a robot that can fully, you know, natural language processing. It has uh, high mobility. It's a very powerful uh, robot. Alex, I know you want to talk about the robot, but can we? <laughs> I want nothing Maybe t- more. Okay. Well, we're, we're just going to skip aside. So there's uh, this USSR boxer. Name, the Russian guy named Ivan Drago. And he is roided out, and he's so strong, Soviet sports science has made him the most perfect boxing machine that has ever machined or boxed. And so he comes to the United States, and he wants an exhibition match to fight Rocky, who's the champ. He's, he's you know, just a retired champ, but still best boxer around. And his buddy Apollo Creed is tired of getting old, tired of feeling like he's out of the game. So he's like, no, I'm going to fight Ivan Drago. And Rocky's like, whoa, whoa, whoa watch yourself because maybe you might die and apollo's like no i'm not gonna die from boxing and then he dies from boxing (laughs) (laughs) ivan drago kills him in the ring and after one round apollo's like don't stop this and rocky's like i really want to stop this and apollo creed's like no don't stop this no matter what happens and rocky's like okay but you might die and he's like i know and then he dies it's it's um it's also weird because Ivan Drago only knows one phrase in English, and that is, if he dies, he dies. That's yeah. it. Well, That's... also, I will break you. Oh, and I will break you. You will lose. Yeah, he knows like five phrases. He got like the worst uh, Welcome to America English dictionary. Listen, Rosetta Stone is not, like, has not always been <laughs> what it is now. <laughs> it's really good that he learned that tautology if he dies he dies otherwise really would have been awkward in that moment when he had to be like <laughs> i feel all bad i know for murdering. how to say in french <laughs> so wait <laughs> so rocky's so real mad his sa- friend's dead you know and and he wants to fight this ivan drago guy who goes back to russia and he's ivan drago's like a six five like 260 pound like like sculpted god of a man and rocky is five foot seven and a little old so he's got to do a lot of training montages to get into shape so they take him to russia where he goes to a cabin in the woods and there's a montage where ivan's training uh with science and machines and rocky's training with like rocks and logs and uh jump ropes and stuff and he's who's the old world now russia (laughs) yeah and then it gets down to the fight it's sort of like uh ivan drago is training without heart yeah, that's true. It's almost Rocky's like he's training with all heart. heart. Yeah. And you'd, you'd think training with all heart would be dangerous because um, it's um, not a boxing thing. But Yeah, but, you know, I guess cardio? That's enough. Is, yeah, you, a lot is of, you referring yeah. just to cardio? A lot of awkward-shaped <laughs> lifting. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they get to fighting, and uh, it's a big knockdown dragout fight. They, you know, because Ivan punches harder than any boxer has ever punched. And Rocky can take punishment better than any boxer who's ever been hit jeff is that so true through all the movies that the, his key strength as a boxer is like you can punch me a lot and all i won't mind yes okay and and it it leads to um troubles in rocky five um <laughs> like uh, concussions uh yeah okay. yeah yeah like it, it it rocky five it's a lot of uh <laughs> we, we, never mind <laughs> focus on four for <laughs> right. well i'm almost done because you know what I was about he's in to... russia the crowd is is you know patriotic and rooting against rocky but then they see his heart they see how how much punishment is taken they start to root for him they start to turn it around and you know what rocky he winds up beating ivan drago in the last round in the final round and uh and the crowd goes wild they love it because everybody loves rocky the end yeah 
I mean, he the, their hearts and their minds are both swayed. Yeah. Yeah. And then USA. And then we, we then the Cold War is over. Basically, yeah. The first half of this movie is Creed dying, and the second half of the movie is Rocky training, and the third half of the movie is they fight and Rocky wins. And that's about it. That's the movie. How did we do, Jeff? Uh, you guys did pretty good. Uh, Rocky was not retired. Uh, he's not retired. Um, he, it's, it's he was said not retired. He was, it's been five years since he's been in the ring, though. Uh, he's not officially retired. Uh, I don't think just, it's ever been declared. He just he just hasn't fought. He's just put a lot of things uh, on Apollo his, on his uh, Google calendar that said Mark as busy, but he's not actually fighting. Uh, so um, yeah, and then other things I would I would say. Uh, let's see. He fought for free. Yeah, he did not uh, fight and for money. He, and for and for some reason he chose to fight on Christmas Day. That's never explained. Yeah, they never yeah. talk about that. Even his wife is like, and, "Why are you doing it?" Or all the the reporters are like, "Why are you doing it on Christmas?" And he doesn't have an answer. Yeah, and uh, Adrian was really upset with his decision to fight. So she she was just like, "I, I can't go with you." to the Soviet Union, but then she shows up later. And it pretty much is a buzzkill when she shows up, but whatever, we move on to training. <laughs> yeah, we don't even get any love theme. We, we just get, she's there, and that's nice. He trains harder. She's so got nice he, boots, but yeah. all of a sudden the boys' club is not as much fun. Yeah. And then most importantly, uh, if I can change. And oh, he gives a speech. If you yeah. can change. Yeah, because you used to hate then, Russia. Then everybody can change. Yeah, and isn't like the, the Russian dictator is like, oh, that is beautiful. He slowly stand up with clubs. This is the first time that I really tried to focus on that line. And from what from what he's saying, the way that he changed is that he went to the Soviet Union and um, he didn't like how they didn't like him. Yeah. Um, but then he liked in the ring, he liked how they started to like him. So then he changed his opinion of that, them. That does happen. When people and, like me, it changes my opinion of them all the time. <laughs> And so that's how everybody can change and how the wall can come down, I guess. <laughs> Literally, it, at the, so at, it, was, it was, yeah. At a show last night, there was a person who I really did not care for the first time I had met him. And then after my set, he really liked me. And I was like, oh, you're a better person. I feel bad for not, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's at least like, one thing the, that I really you, like about this guy. We have this one thing that's, in common. I have the opposite reaction when people are like, you're so great. I'm always like, what? Are you Okay. Are we good? What's happening here? <laughs> Somebody liking you is a mark of questionable taste, you think? Mm, I just get worried. You get suspicious? Yeah. I find it I find it very suspicious. <laughs> well, so uh, for this month, we're uh, doing our anchor segment now is the game called Rock This Way, where we talk about what makes Rocky, Rocky. So given that we don't know the other movies, let's just t- dive into this movie. What do we know about Rocky? What have we learned about boxing? What are the things in this movie that like... We, the, the powerful lessons we've learned, or what are flaws in the film, perhaps you could call them that, that make you think that you did not learn something you could have learned. That's kind of uh, a weird way to set it up. But anyway, open segment. Uh, what's what's the most important thing you want to talk about that you maybe didn't love about the movie? Oh, that I didn't love about the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the f- uh, one thing that makes Rocky Rocky is uh, the inability for any of the boxers in these movies to box defensively. And what I mean by that is normally when people yeah. box, they hold their hands in front of their head so they stop Nobody getting does. punched in the head. But yeah. in this movie, everybody's ha- arms are at their sides when they're not currently throwing a punch. And just it's head punch, trading head punch, more head punches. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you start <laughs> to see the effects on these people pretty quickly. I don't. Well, it's one of Rocky's strategies is uh, when you punch somebody in the head, if you do it long enough, you eventually get tired of punching <laughs> them in the head. 
So his so his his, his idea is, is that his face is stronger yep. than your biceps. <laughs> That's right. Your whole body will start to get winded if you just keep punching me in the face, yeah. and then it'll be my turn. And I know he favors the gut punch. Rocky does. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's how you bring the uh, the tower down. That's how you hurt someone yeah. in the kidneys, which is quite bad. Yeah, it does seem. I mean, a lot of this is actually bad if you think about it. Sure. I'm I am I'm really annoyed at him about buying the robot. Okay, so let's talk about the robot. Me too. Let's talk about the robot. Yes. The robot, it seems rude to Polly, um, who's who's a guy that really just has nothing. You can tell uh he's a drunk and that's about it. And and it seems like, you know, just make him a little bit happier with something. When you say he has nothing, you mean he has nothing in his life, or you mean the character has no character traits to learn about? No, he has nothing in okay. his life. I mean, you know, he's got the heartfelt speech right before uh, sure. Rocky fights. And then he retracts it. <laughs> yeah, and then a very short retraction. <laughs> I actually like that joke. <laughs> yeah, it's a good joke. Um, I just... So, I, yeah. so, okay, so Rocky buys this seven-foot-tall talking servant robot. Sure. And Polly hates it. And then a moment later, Polly loves it and has changed it so that it has a sexy female voice. And, and then he brings says, him beers. And it yeah. brings him beers, and he says that they're in love. And then yes. later, when his kid, the, Rocky's kid and his friends are watching Rocky Box on television, the robot is dressed up like it's Christmas. Yeah, because, you know, seasonality. But, and it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, is the robot babysitting the kids? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, I think the robot's in I, charge when, when the family's in Soviet Union. Yeah, that's, like, uh, that's not great. No, and it's so inexplicable in the movie. It just doesn't make any sense, and it's like one of the first things when you talk when you say Rocky Four, everyone goes, "Is that the one with the robot?" Yeah, it is such a weird thing. So here's what well, I learned: Rocky has won so much money from punching people in the head and getting punched people getting punched in the head that he's able to afford extravagant luxuries like robot babysitters. So, and so are you Ferraris. ready for the big reveal? What's up? Here is the actually super heartwarming origin story of that robot. That robot called Seiko is a real product. Was a real product that was made in the eighties by a doctor who created it to help kids with autism. Okay, learn how to relate. And Rocky, uh, not Rocky, um, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone has a child with autism. So he saw this guy on the Tonight Show and this robot, and was like, "This could help my kid." And so he's like, "I will make this robot more famous by putting it in a movie." And he wrote this scene. There was a long, unshot scene that he wrote where Polly, like, learns to relate to this robot and they actually start getting along. And then that didn't get shot because it doesn't make sense in the movie. And so instead, there's just this weird pop-up-and-then-disappear robot that no one ever explains for any reason. But the reason was because Sylvester Stallone uh, was trying to make his kid's life better. Oh, so no. good reason, bad application. Exactly, yeah, terrible yeah. application. So because bad. it starts it to no seem like Polly has like some sort of like weird sexual relationship with the robot. Yes, yes. which is not not chill. Yeah, it's not chill at all. Mm-mm. I mean, it's it's just like how I feel about James Cameron. I mean, love and the environment are all fine, but don't make it in your movie. You yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it, this is this is Sylvester Stallone is like maybe you might be a lovely person with questionable taste. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was interesting because it's so it, like I hate it, but now I'm like I'm softened, but I still am like mystified when it's happening. Yeah, yeah it's rough stuff. Also, it turns out I don't like watching people get punched in the head, which I'm is something that I like kind of mm. thought. 
I wasn't into See, I lo- but I'm super not I into love it. it when it's in movies. Oh, like I love because because it's like I know this is fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, some well, of the punches in this movie are so fake. Some of them are super fake. Although, in any time there's a boxing movie, at some point they accidentally punched each other, right? Well, and and Rocky's talked about, or sorry, Sylvester Stallone's talked about this, like with Creed and what. Yeah, I it's okay. They are as one. <laughs> I know. Throughout throughout the history, they they kind of have uh, all chosen to earn their stripes by by actually taking a punch or two here or there. Yeah. And I, I want to say he's Dolph Lundgren did something to Stallone, like some significant injury uh, in this movie. Well, at so some Dolph point, is accidentally. not just a beautiful person who's very tall. He was a world champion of karate multiple years in a row. And he has a chemical engineering degree. And he's a he's a really in remarkable chemical guy. engineering. He is a brilliant That's fighter, right. and yeah, it's amazing. And and he's one inch shorter than me, so there you go. And and I actually uh, he was at a film festival I just attended, and uh, I, I was actually able to stand near enough to where it was like proof. Where I was like, "Yep, I got him." <laughs> Wait, you you've got him yeah. just in height, not like you could take him in a fight or in a chemical engineering test. <laughs> Uh, no, although like I was about to talk about uh, like well, he's probably slow, but like I'm I'm not I'm not fast <laughs> by any means. He he, he will gonna, take me. He will destroy me. Uh, you guys should probably face off on like a thigh master though. <laughs> that seems like a doable challenge. Or um like a some sort of competition to uh, put an angel on a Christmas tree. <gasps> or, oh, I, I like it. I also that just like good. the fact that this happens on Christmas Day gets sort of glossed over in the end. But that to me seems like a really big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is it that this many people are like, yeah, Christmas, who cares? Let's go do this fight in Russia. Well, and and the USSR is, you know, at the time was extremely, you know, atheist. And I'm not sure that they really did much Christmas. Feel free to correct me. But like that could have been a, oh, he won't want to come on Christmas. Like, you know, come on. So you think that you think they were afraid of him they have a superhuman no, make it shittier for him drug slightly. robot i thought it sounded uh, yeah. like he wait i guess maybe i don't have any clarity about how this fight was set up because it seemed like rocky set the terms like he was like i'm gonna come to your house on christmas day and beat the tar out of you and so press my, <laughs> since <laughs> since i've seen uh that scene probably about a dozen times Great. um from my from my gut it is he had a conversation with them and he just gave them every term that they wanted yeah. uh, in in order to get his revenge, mm. in order to fight. So he was willing to do anything. So that's why it's unsanctioned. That's why there's no money on the line. That's why it's in the Soviet Union. Which is and like, that's why it's on Christmas just, Day. Just because he's like, yeah, whatever you want. I feel like th- that, so his negotiating strategy is the same as his boxing strategy. He's like, just keep hitting me with terms until you're tired. Yeah. Nobody ever complimented Rocky on his intelligence. <laughs> That's true. That's not what this is about. Another reason this movie doesn't resonate with me as much as it could. <laughs> I, so, Tanya, I agree with you. I've not, I, I mean, uh, boxing does gross me out in real life. It's really hard to watch. And especially towards the end where it's like, you aren't these chiseled, greasy, uh, uh, beautiful people anymore. You're like just sad, tired, bleeding, gross people. Um, but the part where I was the most grossed out by boxing is when Apollo dies... That he's dead on the mat, twitching, and so, that yes, tool twi- the in a mustache really and a bow tie still grabs the mic and announces the drug is the winner before getting a doctor. Like, just it's so important for that that dapper little douchebag to get this fight call because that's his whole life is wearing a bow tie and calling fights winners. Doesn't bother to save this man's life. 
Yeah, why? Why is there there's there's no medical personnel anywhere yeah. near, which doesn't make sense. The media surrounds Apollo to where Rocky is screaming for help and nobody can like hear him because there's all these cameras and everything around. Really him. questionable sport. It's insane. And also, like, so Drago does kind of cheat, right? Like the ref tries to pull him off and he throws the ref across the ring. Doesn't that disqualify you if you hit the ref and then kill a guy? Yeah. I feel like Drago did not win that fight. Okay, and and here's the thing also. It like Rocky should have thrown the towel. I actually yeah. I actually for a second thought, hey, maybe this time <laughs> that I'm watching it, he'll do it and like everything will be okay. Because even if like they should have reworked that scene just a little bit in the sense that it should have been like one more late hit, um, one more unfair hit. And it should have been after the towel, like, hit. After Rocky tried to save his friend, then that's when uh, then Drago should have actually killed Apollo. Because then that would have um, given Rocky even more motivation yeah. to seek out. Because otherwise, yeah. it's like, well, I'm doing it because I feel so bad that I killed, I helped kill my yeah. friend. Yeah, also... And there should have been... There should have been no vibe of helping to kill my friend in this <laughs> I agree. Movie. I agree with that. Like, that don't a... let that linger. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, better to That's have a friend not... who's a little miffed at you than, like, no friend at all. <laughs> yeah. And or, then or maybe, yeah, right. seem as, yeah, it's not as compelling when and you're, like, moping could... in your car later, you know? And not only that, I just, why in the world would you not let Carl Weathers live? Just, like, maybe paralyze him, <laughs> maybe do something. There might be future movies. Let let the guy it's have not like this you Apollo Creed character. Carl Weathers' salary. <laughs> uh, there would have been nothing nothing wrong with just having him in a hospital bed the rest of the movie, and then Rocky doing this for him. Seriously, Carl Weathers. He didn't man. need to die. He no, he there's did no, not. There's no reason, especially because the second half of this movie is just like pure stupid adrenaline joy. But you know what, Jeff? It's just like. Um, I learned on Duolingo yesterday. Si muere, same muere. You know? What? There so you go. he dies, he dies in Spanish. <laughs> okay. It's the only <laughs> Spanish I know. <laughs> also, I will you, break you. The owl might have you repeat that for uh, proper pronunciation. I don't know if you aced that pass, but I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> You're listening to Boxing Toxing, a mini podcast on the Sesame Network. Boxing Toxing is brought to you by Amazon. Whenever you buy stuff online and you want to support our show in a technically legal way, you can go to Amazon.com and fulfill all those wishes. So Boxing Toxing is now our third mini podcast about sports that Mercy. we don't know much about. So it started with Hockey Talkie. Um, I can't remember the middle one. And then now it's boxing toxing. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. actual boxing news with a panel of people who do not know about boxing. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. So first up, the big news this week, Tyson Fury vacated his WBO and WBA heavyweight world title belts after testing positive twice for cocaine and random drug testing and then later having his boxing license suspended. So he may they may have with, taken the titles away from him anyway, but before they could... He uh, uh, he vacated those heavyweight belts. What do you guys think about this whole Tyson Fury story? Uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it is not what I expected it, that random drug testing was testing for in the boxing world. That was surprising. Well, I'd pick I, up cocaine. I was just going to say, it seems very weird to like be a professional athlete and and risk you know 
a good bit of money yeah. uh, for a drug that actually is not helping you in your sport. You're saying almost when like you do drugs, professional athletes get hit in the head a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that is that is the sad truth. I do wonder. So a couple things about boxing are super weird. One is like you don't have like a schedule. You box whenever you get the other guy to agree to box you. I guess. So maybe Tyson Fury had a lot of off time. <laughs> yeah, you're actually not allowed to box somebody unless they give you permission. Yes, you're that right. is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just start boxing. Somebody. Well, but it's not like it's okay. But it's not like the boxing league is like all right. Whoa, whoa, you play whoa, whoa, every whoa. Thursday at seven o five, and you play. You box three times against the people in your division, and twice against people not. Like there's no schedule. It's like you pick a person. This is. Go ahead. I don't know much about boxing, but this is one of the main complaints about it, is that there's not a governing body uh, that is actually kind of controlling all of these things. It's all uh, loosey-goosey, I believe, is the technical term. (laughs) What I'm hearing is that boxing is just as sketchy as it seems. Yes. Is that that what we're we're saying? I think it's a safe guess. Although I do want to note that Tyson Fury is the best boxer name I could... Like, if I was writing a screenplay about a boxer, Tyson Fury would be a pretty solid pick. Yes. It's got that classic Tyson, but then it's also got Fury. Anyway. All right. Story number two yeah. this week. Do you think that's uh, his real name? I want to go. Okay. <laughs> story number two. <laughs> Let's do a quick match preview this week. Uh, cruiserweight titleist Tony Bello is going to defend his belt against BJ Flores. And now one of, obviously you guys all know this. One of the reasons for the excitement is that the two don't seem to like each other very much. Flores is best known these days to American fight fans as an analyst on NBC's premier boxing championship cards. Uh, and he's, and so Bello said, quote, the fight was made because of his mouth. He's been following me around for two years, saying I'm not a cruiserweight, I'm a light heavyweight, saying I couldn't live with him. On Saturday night, I'm going to show him what I can do. What do you guys think? Do you think Tony Bello is going to pull it off against BJ Flores, the mouth? Or uh, do you think that uh, maybe uh, Flores can back up his talk? This guy's been spending two years as an analyst. You know, mm-hmm. do you think that he really has what it takes to like come back in and lift some logs and and train and and do all that and like get back into shape? Well, I, and I Bello know. said that he's been following him around for two years, so maybe he's the guy in the oh. car, the Russian guy. Oh mm. yeah. yeah, and they don't seem like they're in boxing have shape. Somebody following somebody around in a car. That's, that <laughs> seems to be. Can I ask about weights? Yes, sure. please. <laughs> Because is this Isn't argument it adorable like cruiserweight? Yeah, cruiserweight is the cutest. Saying, I'm is probably not about as... four pounds. Is makes all the difference. Like yeah. that's literally what they're fighting about, right? Like you say you're this many pounds, but you're actually this many pounds. I can well, tell. No, you, you you have to weigh in before you're allowed to fight. Right. right. So, so then why? So why is he so, shit, so like so shit talking and being like you're not two thirty two seems like a weird insult. If there's just an actual yes. number. <laughs> I don't understand the. I, I slightly understand boxing. I don't understand the insult. I yeah, think I light heavyweight is a fun if it has weight to class. Do with like, oh, so cruiserweight is the last one before heavyweight, and it yeah, means so that you're heavy. at you're so, two hundred pounds. Okay. But then, I, I mean, I just I would love to be at my cruising weight. That's what I would like because that's the weight where you can pull out your laptop. Oh yeah, totally. You can go out for ice cream. You can like you know see see the trees. I think I was trying to do like cruising altitude, but it didn't really work. See my thing. My thing when I hear cruiserweight is like I'm actually thinking of like my kid, like my eight month old. Like there's, there's, oh. I think there's a oh, diaper. Yeah, yeah, a there's a diaper with a cruiser name in it or something. Oh, yeah, that that means I'm they're having a flashback around. of. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you guys, it's let's adorable. Just all think about kids. Like little kids are so lovely. <laughs> we oh think about little think about little kids. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> nope. 
<laughs> nope, nope, you lost you me. It. <laughs> Lastly, our last story for today, I want to take uh, on these latest decisions by the WBA. Speaking of weight classes, um, the WBA has made the decision recently kind of controversial to cut down the number of belts it sanctions. They're cutting down from three per weight class to only one. So from super regular and interim weight uh, or winners in each weight class, they're going down to one. And they're ordering title holders in those three categories to fight each other. So, first of all, does anyone know what this means? And number two, are they for? Are you for or against it? So, I like, uh, first, I, I have a sense of what this means. Just looking at boxing weight classes, there's like light middleweight, middleweight, super middleweight. And they're like, so if they had three belts, they're going down to one. So, like, hey, there's only one middleweight champ. So... If you're the light middleweight champ and somebody else is the heavy middleweight champ, you two fight it out. See who gets the belt. So and there's light and heavy, and then this in, within each one of them, there's super regular and interim. So you could right, be like right. the interim cruiserweight champion. Yeah. I, see, that sounds super unofficial. It does sound unofficial. Do you? How, how do you? I guess how do you feel about the idea of belts instead of like trophies or cups? I think there should be more. <laughs> I think I think there should be like forty belts for each class. <laughs> But they all have, like, different fun names, oh. or maybe it's, like, even, like, you know, like, you, you, you won the category for that, like, you're the lowest puncher. Oh, uh, sure. So, like, you have the lowest puncher sort of like belt, and, like, a good job for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just tons and tons of belts. And, like, you have to, like, somebody, like, has a lot of them, so they're, like, trying to carry two dozen belts to the ring. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Because even one of them um, is a pretty big belt. Yeah. Like, it would not hold your pants up. It is a huge belt. I think belts are kind of amazing as far as the, like they're better than trophies. Like I would love other sports to have belts that like the guys have to wear when they go play. Like it would be great. <laughs> Instead of a World Series ring, a baseball player is wearing a World Series belt just around his whole chest area. That's right. They all walk out and they all have to like take their belt off before they start playing. And it's like a big ceremony. I'm into it. I do like a debelting ceremony. Super heavy too. <laughs> yeah, the belts are super heavy. I, yeah. Yeah. You, it's almost like you need suspenders separate. to hold up your belt. <laughs> That's the nice uh, boxing, uh, new boxing. <laughs> That'd be work. a good look. That'd be a good All look. Right, so, yeah. well, that's the news, you guys. That's it for boxing toxing on the Sesame Network. We'll be back again. Chris, oh, sorry, I was still on a web page that was talking about uh, boxing weight classes. I didn't. Are there any fun weight classes besides the ones we know? No, no, no. I mean, welterweight sounds ridiculous. None of this is fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris, bring us home. Boxing Toxing is brought to you by Amazon. Every time you buy stuff on Amazon, which is often, make sure you go to Amazon.com. It redirects you to the main site so you can complete your purchase and we'll get a percentage. It helps keep us floating as on down the track in as ons. Open Sesame! All right, so now it's time for uh, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus. Lightning round. bonus round. All right, no, so they don't have bonus rounds in boxing because somebody's dead. <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great sport in that sense. Um, so I, the first thing that I want to know is uh, so <laughs> we haven't talked much about this, um, but there is this uh, opening sequence when uh, Apollo is fighting. Drago and getting ready to die that has James Brown in it yeah. and uh, there's a whole musical number it's sort of like a Girl Scout camp like Apollo had to learn this whole skit before he could box yeah um, 
So I guess, uh, and it was, it was American flags and fireworks and, and songs and stuff, and James Brown playing live. What would you guys put in your boxing intro? So if you're coming out to fight and you're presumably about to be killed by Dolph Lundgren, what elements, what music, what visuals, what do you guys want to design for your boxing intro? Uh, let's see. I think a lot of fountains. Fountain choreography is pretty great. Um, so like a lot of, you know, like... Uh, spraying uh, delightful water with lights playing across it would certainly be good. I mean, you got to have dancers, but I think my dancers would be all in animal costumes. Um, I don't know. Ooh, a nice animal like theme. It. I like an animal theme. Yeah. Like what kind of, of animal? Is this like Lion King? It'd be Rainforest or is it Cafe. Like... <laughs> yeah. Instead of boxing, I'm going to eat a vegetarian taco. Yeah. First question, am I good at boxing? Sure. <laughs> Let's say because if I'm bad at boxing, then my opening thing is the doors flapping open and me running away down a hallway. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's say you're still good at boxing, but you have your personality. Right. Uh, How much money do I have? All of it. I'm hiring Kanye West to do it. Okay. Yeah. Kanye Mm, West just comes out in a mask and rants about the fashion industry, and then you box somebody. Actually, I'd be down for that. Yeah, that would get me pretty hyped. Uh, Jeff, do you I, have an intro? Yeah. Who would well, you... I don't. I don't normally. I don't. I don't own a robe, so just the silk <laughs> robe alone, like that. That nice, seems like nice pretty moment, nice yeah. to get to wear that. Uh, and I've never, I've never um, crowd surfed. Oh, so may, maybe I could come out that way. Yeah. So, do you, uh, okay. Do you guys feel like you're into crowd surfing? Because I have this uh, issue with strangers touching my butt. Oh. Huh. Oh, weird. Really. <laughs> So you don't specific. have a thing with that? I'm not into it. I uh, Not enough strangers have been touching my butt lately. Like, pretty much, like, you put a ring on, and you wouldn't believe how, like, the touching of the butt right? from strangers just drops. It goes down. Yeah. And, like, every day I'm out in these streets being like, touch my butt. And everybody's like, I yep. can't, though. But... Yeah, but Alex, like, is this daily for you or? No, I know it's a fear. I mean, it's so. I guess I am afraid of it daily, but it doesn't happen. Oh, okay. But I worry about. No, I worry I'm about it more it. often than is justified because it doesn't come up a lot. But if you're crowd surfing, it's basically like all the strangers touching all parts of your butt. Well, yeah, because it's a good place to hoist. And uh, uh, I don't know all parts of your butt. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> usually not like inner. And uh, yeah, no. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, I don't want anybody to, to like, use the, like the outer yeah. flank. If they can, and like low back, yeah, and as long as they're just using their whole hand as opposed to just like one pointy finger to like push me up, I think I think that would be this okay. Is, but, okay, so I'm, um, I I don't disagree with you, but that's not a decision you get to make. That's in their literally in their hands. This is <laughs> a, this is a lot of people having very bad judgment. Is what you're banking on right now. Uh, I, it, I, I mean, I just don't know that movie. I can trust a about crowd. The movie. <laughs> no, wait, Jeff, about the movie. <laughs> uh, so I just want to say, I've never known a boxing match to take place during um, a dinner theater. And and everybody's sitting and having dinner. They're all at circular tables. Yeah. And then it's like the boxing match is a show. That's, that's never happened in the history of boxing. I mean, for good it's reason. It would be weird. a really weird time to eat. <laughs> when when Apollo's blood splatters on your uh, prime oh, yeah, rib, exactly. you wouldn't like, be uh, uh, interested. Oh, this is such a juicy steak. Oh, look, they're cutting his eye. 
Yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, very, very odd thing. That is odd. Side of beef. Sides of beef. I do like. I mean, I think it's it's hard to improve on Apollo's entrance because it's almost perfect. But um, one time, so the whole boxing ring itself comes out of the ground. And Dolph, instead of getting an introduction, is just standing on the boxing ring and apparently did not know it was an elevator. <laughs> he did not know that was or possibly. Oh, was... We're, we're fighting in an underground warehouse. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, possibly because he is Russian, he's never seen an elevator. I'm not sure if that's what they were trying to convey. But he just stands in the boxing ring just... looking befuddled the whole time it rises out of the stage. I would say this is another... I love that so... this is... somebody must have walked him there and just, like, stay. Yeah, they left him alone. <laughs> that was it. I, I, there are there are several things going unexplored here. I feel like there's there's like the relationship between like what we're supposed to think Russia is like that like keeps changing, right? Mm-hmm. So they have this very primitive like we just we just kill people. That's what we do. But then they're also super high tech question mark. Yeah. But then they're also mm-hmm. like super grim and like have no sense of like freedoms. I guess. Yeah, because like, like a lot of this movie is about like heart versus. It's, it's almost like um. It's like heart versus machine. Um, you know, it's like a, almost like a John Henry story. It's like, I'm I'm the American. I'm lifting cows. You're Russian. You have all this great weight room equipment. Yeah, you are a steam shovel. Yeah, so it's kind of a weird... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yeah, it's guess... a weird vibe to be like, yeah, the, you guys seem technologically incompetent. Also, you have way better uh, training equipment than us. But also, right. we, we go and take advantage of your rustic... Lifestyle. Yeah, you have this great cabin in the woods you're not using. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just yeah. I feel like it, it volleys all over the place, and it's not like he's it's not like he trains that way in the states either. So what? No idea. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean, he did punch. He did punch cows in the first one, so that's part of his thing. Yeah, yeah. But he did not like run true. around in the snow. That was not his main. Yeah, he didn't do it. You know, he did. He did a lot of training in this movie while wearing a heavy coat. Yeah, that yeah. coat was sick. I also worried about it getting really gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like great it's, that's hard to dry clean. Like leather and shearling, I feel like. Yeah, and you're doing all your cardio in that. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Um. So lightning bonus round. Question number two for lightning bonus round. Um. We so obviously Rocky used boxing to solve the Cold War. What other event could we stage a boxing match to solve? What other problems in the world could we solve by having Rocky fight a person who represents them? Oh, petty theft. Oh, Rocky, Rocky's always fighting. I assume that Rocky scenarios. will be in them, yeah. Uh, we don't have a large bench okay. of boxers that I know by name. It could be Creed, Good I guess, movies. if that helps. What? What, Tanya? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I said nothing. Um, like, like, so there are a lot of other wars, for example, that would be harder to fight <laughs> through boxing because they're less about hearts and minds. Like if the if it was like um, the Civil War was uh, Rocky fighting General Lee, yeah, that'd be pretty. You know, the body count would be much lower. It, it, well, yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of like uh, electing a champion to fight your war for you. It's sort of the old style. Yeah, the old ways. Um, I, I'd say like um, rampant jaywalking could be a problem that he could box against. Is that an maybe? issue for you? Like, I'm. Pr- I well, thought you were. I thought you'd be pro jaywalking. Oh, I'm pro jaywalking. I want Rocky to go down. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh. So it's Rocky against like a like a traffic police. Yeah, or Rocky against a normal person who just doesn't care that much about when the signal is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so the bell rings to start and they don't move. 
Jeff, I'm curious, what's your relationship with Rocky? Like in terms of like like when you think about the character Rocky, like what what does your heart feel does with? Does your heart want to jog down the beach and then hug? Or does your Okay, um so am I the only one that had Hearts on Fire play at my wedding? Uh, sure. I'm going to guess yes. I, I think yeah. that's a guess. Okay. I I'm being It didn't happen in mine. No, I didn't it, doubt you were serious. I, I cut it I cut it down. Um <laughs> I cut it down to like a 45 second thing and like told some of my friends and uh like we went crazy on the dance floor for it. So you, oh you danced to it. So it wasn't like a montage of you two together. No 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 no. This was this was on the dance floor then blah blah blah. Um That's awesome. So yeah, no, I Rocky to me is one of the uh, iconic uh, cinematic characters of of my youth, mm-hmm. and uh, I have loved. I think Creed is actually the best um, Rocky film. I'm, I'm realistic about my love of Rocky and how like this movie is comically bad for the first half, um, but then uh, but then the know, second half is comically and bad. <laughs> Amazing! It's amazing. It's really the second amazing. half of this film is so good. <laughs> I do get very. I'm. I am completely serious that I was like in a genuinely like very up mood when this oh, movie yeah. ended. I, yeah, like, yeah. It's, there's just like too much crescendo to ignore. I mean, I so I love it. I had a great time. I would not say that it was good. And like, th- like I felt uplifted at the end. As long as you don't think too closely about how Rocky said he changed his mind about the USSR during 25 minutes of being punched in the face. Yeah. I don't feel like that's a great way to make decisions that last your lifetime. No, of course not. I don't know. So, yeah, this is kind of a goofy movie, but I enjoy um, it. But, yeah, I have I remember seeing Rocky Five in the theater and just uh, being really sad afterwards and trying to, like, talk myself into, like, no, it's okay. Maybe it was a good movie and I just didn't understand it. Um, oh, no. So I was told that Rocky yeah. Five is so bad that Rocky Balboa is mostly about retconning Rocky Five out of existence. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Uh, well, it's really weird because Rocky V, um, in the flight home from the USSR <laughs> uh, to uh, back to the States, his son ages, I think, I'd want to say probably like six years. Oh. So then Rocky V is about this like delinquent relationship he has with his son who doesn't care for him. Uh, Polly loses all of their money because Polly signed something. Oh, sure. <laughs> Never so, let Polly so sign have... anything. He signed Why did they give so then... Polly power of attorney? <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, all of their money is gone, and then uh, Rocky starts training this guy who... Um... Yeah, anyway, it, it... <laughs> Tommy Guns. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just a bad... It's a bad movie, but you keep trying to convince yourself that there's something there because you love Rocky so much. Uh, Rocky Three is amazing. I really like Rocky Three too. Um, Hulk Hogan's in Rocky Three at the beginning, nice. uh, playing Thunderlips. Uh, that's his character. I, name. I mean, I liked that uh, sorry, before I knew more about him. That. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, I'm a big fan. It is. It is one of my probably top five characters. Even though, when you sit down and watch, there's there's flaws everywhere in everything. Even Rocky, even the first Rocky, um, you watch it now and and you just can't believe how incredibly slow uh, a lot of the movie moves. But Rocky and, one and the relationship. The first Rocky is movie is like they teach in screenwriting classes as like just a masterwork in a lot of ways. It's like a classic. Plot. Yeah, yeah. And and Creed is just exactly the same <laughs> movie with so better tired. actors. <laughs> Creed Creed is phenomenal. Yeah. Wait, it really is. So- 
but to go back to the question, I guess what what I wonder, like, if you're thinking of Rocky, like, it, in terms of like a family member, would you think of like the character of Rocky and his like arc as like, is he like your brother? Is he like your dad? Is he oh. like a weird cousin? Like, this is interesting. What oh, sort goodness. of yeah, like who? Who's no, Rocky he for is you? Uh, no goodness. He's only Rocky. No, what does that even mean? It, 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 he's too much. I, I couldn't possibly, I couldn't Can, possibly dare compare you, some normal human being. You don't think you could live in a world that also has Rocky, Rocky Balboa? So is he? No, sort of I've never encountered status? somebody as yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. oh, what he does in Rocky Four is like that is when it becomes a comical. Oh, he's more than just a man. Like Rocky Three, you can almost go ahead and buy as maybe a boxer could kind of sort of do this. But then Rocky Four is just like, yeah, no, the, look at his body, look at those sit ups that he's doing. I don't oh, understand yeah, how this sit-ups. works. Mm. Oh, those weird sit ups. Um, so yeah, it, it just goes to the superhero level. And that's that's the joy of it. <laughs> so yeah, he is not he is not real. He is only uh, an amazing fictional character for me. Nobody compares. What is uh, good to know? What's the other Stallone one with all the action heroes? That Untouchables, Un- Invin- Invincibles, in uh, uh, Expendables. Expendables. That's the one. Uh, I whenever I see Rocky now, I just think of like I think of the, I think of that. I think of Expendables. It just feels like. Uh, he like was uh, so good at boxing that now he gets a gun and ten giant friends. I think yeah, of them as being in the same not, universe. Is not that good. not true? This is what decades of being famous no. does to humans. Congratulations. Well, that, yeah, that's the other thing is I think I don't. It's it's so funny. I don't think of him as like a superhero because in the first movie he's kind of a like a doofus who like he just yes. he just hangs on. And then in this movie he's so ridiculous. And I haven't seen the two in the middle. And so I feel like he's just like. He was a dumb guy who got to be a cartoon character later. So like my uncle. Yeah, I'm following. (laughs) Uh, The last question, really quick for lightning bonus round. Um, Is there a better thing besides boxing to win the hearts and minds of Russia? If you were going to have one televised Mm. event that you think would make them love America, what would it be? Oh, like a televised event. Okay, that changes. I, I was like, uh, changes to foreign policy for 400, Alex. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's going to work. Yeah, that's not going to work. Um, I've, been, I've been a sucker for variety shows. Maybe we could think of a really dynamic variety <laughs> show. <laughs> a little bit for everybody. I think know? Wayne Brady yeah. will win them over. <laughs> at, uh, at Internet Mayor suggested we could do it with just a large Mario Kart tournament. Oh, that'd be pretty oh, good. Yes, that would be very nice. Getting into that. Um, yeah. Uh, MJ4L. It doesn't matter. MJ Wright says uh, flag shorts. That should be enough. Oh, yeah. We send everybody flag shorts of, of any flag they want. That'd be great. Yeah, I would assume we'd give them their flag and not ours. That'd be a little pushier. Yeah, but, you know, they, they'd be grateful because now they have comfortable uh, shorts they can wear around their apartment. Our friend Marcella Durand uh, suggested a good eating contest, which will prove how much better capitalism is. I don't know if that's... Uh, I think he's kidding. I think he might, he might be. Um, I do think an eating contest where it's like hot dogs versus like... Uh, what, do they, what do they eat in Russia? Borscht? I don't know. <laughs> that's just soup. Yeah, I, but I, I, like a, I like a contest between hot dogs and soup. That's what I want. Just oh, okay. one of the Can many reasons like, we are equipped to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> what do they eat over there? Can you imagine there? a speed eating contest where it's just hot soup? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be the cold, worst thing ever. 
Oh, there we go. It would be better with a chilled (laughs) soup. A hot soup eating contest would be so funny of people just... (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Just a lot. (laughs) A lot of rapid blowing. Uh, All right. Well, I guess that was kind of a weird lightning bonus round, but it happened. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Well, so that's so. Uh, if you want to play along with lightning bonus round, you can go to Facebook or Twitter or on a, join our emailing list at read-weep.com. Uh, now it's time for a minor compliment. So our last nice thing we're going to say on our way out, um, the last nice thing we're ever going to say about Rocky Four on this podcast, we're going to go in reverse order. So Chris, you're up first. Okay, um, sure. This is an easy compliment. I want to point to excellence, excellence in cake design. Uh, there are two cakes that Rocky has around his house because he's rich, and when you're rich, you just have custom cakes made. The birthday cake that they make for Polly, uh, while delivered late, it is delivered by a robot, and it has an excellent likeness of him, including a three-dimensional cigar, which was pretty cool. That was pretty and good. And then, later that night, because you can't just have one custom cake per day, Rocky presents his wife with a it's-almost-our-anniversary cake. Which is a wonderful cake occasion to have. Followed and by a snake watch. Yeah, and a snake watch. I, I do think that maybe there are too many custom cakes for one day. They start to lessen the impact. Yeah, I just get this idea that he gets two to three custom cakes a day for any occasion. And that's why people don't look thrilled in this movie to receive custom cakes. Maybe that's why they gave Polly the uh, rights uh, to the bank accounts. They were like, Rocky is spending too much on cakes. Yeah. This guy, whatever he does, has got to be better. He has a disease. Polly signed for that It's Almost Flag Day cake and bankrupted them all. (laughs) Uh, Tanya, what's what's your minor compliment? Uh, My minor compliment is for the credit sequence in which the Godfather of Soul is played by James Brown, which is the most incredible credit. I love it so much. They couldn't just say James Brown as himself. No, 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 no. James Brown as the, the Godfather, Godfather of Soul. Which means that when you watch the movie, you're supposed to say, oh, is that the Godfather of Soul? <laughs> and, Does know. that mean Soul was baptized? <laughs> I think you can have godparents and not even be baptized, oh, though. Weird. Yeah. I mean, that, is a, that is an excellent credit. And that actually yes. reminds, uh, that sort of reminds me, I have a couple of mini minor comments, just a couple of quick things I want to say. One is that Seiko the robot, um, the first non-human member of the SAG union. Whoa. Uh, so that's, Whoa. I guess that's a compliment to SAG for letting him in and letting him pay the three grand. Um, second minor compliment is that although I don't like boxing, if every one of them was a 30 minute musical number and then you could turn it off, I would watch all of the intros, especially if they feature James Brown's. But then my major, my, my main minor compliment is just um, in that big, uh, the big uh, Hearts on Fire montage, he's figuring out how to box, right? That's the one. Um, it's, he's boxing and, and he's running on the trails, even yeah. in that coat. I just think the, the compliment is to um, trail running versus treadmill running. It is just, it is nicer to be outside having the world yeah. pass. Treadmill running yeah. is so sad. So if you're going to have, if you want to have a lot of heart to continue this fight for America, go outside and jog. It'll be way better than being in a gym. Yeah, absolutely. This was actually kind of an outdoor kid versus indoor kid fight. Yeah, it did end up being that way. Uh, which, hmm, which yeah. I mean, a lot of things are great. Gyms are great for a lot of good, th- a lot of things. You know, indoor basketball is much better than outdoor basketball. But just for tr- for jogging, like being on a treadmill uphill is way less fun than jogging up a hill and getting to be at the top of the hill at the end. Totally, it's insane. He climbs a mountain. He does climb the mountain. That's true, and that's fun. How how annoying? Like, is he just like terribly bored? Like, once he realizes he has to like walk all the way down the mountain. <laughs> well, you think he's bored? What about the guys in the car? They got to drive at walking speed him behind him down the mountain. Yeah. Also, he, he like saves a horse's life. I think at some point. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that happens when you're outdoors that doesn't happen inside. 
Yeah, that's a, that happens very quickly. But yes, he does in fact save the horse's <laughs> life. Uh, all right, Jeff, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment and the last nice thing you're going to say about Rocky Four for now? Uh, Apollo Creed putting up with how dumb Rocky is. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I think it's very nice of Apollo to be friends with Rocky, especially as it turns out, Rocky, you know, helps kill him and everything. And that's uh, <laughs> so maybe unfortunate it was nice for their friendship. Fault. Maybe he should have seen the red flags. But at one point, uh, at one point, Apollo says something about, like, he's so upset that he could eat nails. Yes. Uh, and, and Rocky's response is, I never tried these them things. And Apollo's like, what? And he's like, I never tried snails. I see them in the garden, but I never wanted to eat them. And Apollo's like, I didn't say snails. I said nails. <laughs> and... And I feel like that's probably their entire friendship. <laughs> but then, for like for the sake of the movie, they only showed like that one time that Apollo had to correct. You, Rocky. So you, you yeah. think their whole relationship is like, "Hey, Rock, come get in the car," and then he's like, "No, I've never tried snails." <laughs> I think I think it's Apollo trying to explain the world to Rocky, and then just being like, "Ah, oh, whatever. You're so lucky. You're a better boxer." Than me. <laughs> yeah. uh, because uh, Apollo is dynamic. He's smart. He's intelligent. Like uh, he's got everything going for him. He's a showman. Whereas Rocky can just, like, get a lot of, you know, punches. I mean, there's two things he doesn't uh, have going for him. One is that he's not as good of a boxer. And the other one is that he doesn't have friends that will save his life. Yeah. That's true. And he does have incredible eyelashes. (laughs) (laughs) When they're hugging on the beach, they were just, like, he just couldn't stop looking at Apollo's eyelashes. And he has a couple of dogs, and he just tosses the tennis ball to the dogs while he's in the pool. I know. That's how he hangs out. What are you doing? The dogs are in the pool? Oh my gosh, how dirty that pool would be. What's going on? It's so fun if you're a dog. He has a guy. Yeah, getting Uh. dog hair out of a pool drain is not a job you want for yourself. No, you want that for the Aqua Robot. Mm. The sequel to Seiko. Huh. All right, well, that'll be the end, I guess. All right, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for our show. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about pain and gain. Yeah. We're going to Wayne Johnson. Finishing up the Rocktober uh, with pain and gain. Can you have one without the other? Find out next week. Because um, I know you can't have, like, if there's no pain, then there's no gain. But what if there's no gain? Can you be in pain? Can you hurt for no reason? We'll, we'll find out. And it has been such a fun Rocktober, you guys. I'm enjoying this so much. It's almost sad that it's going to be over. Yeah, and we're going to get to what? What did, did we say? What November was? Well, we ha- we've talked about doing uh, a, a theme for November, but the, the, there's a couple things going on um, that are important to know. First, uh, right after Pain and Gain, we're going to be for our election spectacular. We're going to be reading the Art of the Deal. Yeah. So that's coming up in two weeks. Is our real sad reading election thing where we're going to have to talk about Mr. Trump for hopefully the last time anyone talks about him. Um, so that's coming up. And then also, October 28th, don't forget, is Tanya Day. It's Tanya Day. And, oh, and we, Tanya Day. It's Tanya Day. So we will be... Much to my bafflement. We will be celebrating that in a way to be determined because um, it's between episodes, but we will be... Oh my doing... gosh, you guys, how should we celebrate Tanya Day? Help us. <laughs> yeah, let us know. How help us, help me, because <laughs> I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing for this. 
Well, Tanya, you, you need to watch Creeps, <laughs> first of oh. all, because you talked about your love of Michael B. I Jordan. Know. You even, I to watch Michael you B. even Jordan did an impression of Michael B. Jordan. But come on. <laughs> yeah, treat yourself to Creeps. you got to watch the movie. I mean, Jeff's, this is Jeff's answer for everything, is that whatever your day is, you should watch a Rocky movie. But for you, Creed will be a treat. <laughs> Minus the, there's some there's some boxing, but it's not even that much, and mostly it's just about Michael B. Jordan being awesome. Well, and there's there's a actually significant, um, lovely relationship in the film too. Yeah, with a, do a, good a job deaf with musician. Um, so. Come on, spoilers! Come on, oh, you're not supposed to know she's a musician. <laughs> I don't remember that's a spoiler. Also, uh, Tanya will still enjoy it, and also. Um, you know, we've had to put up with Rocky not thinking you said snails all the time. It's clearly like a thing that happens in all these movies is people mishearing each other. <laughs> It'd be great if that was all the dialogue to Creed. It's Michael B. Jordan saying, no, not snails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, you know, he's trying to convince Rocky to train him and he just has to keep explaining, no, I, I'm not interested in whether or not you've eaten snails yet. It's been 20 years. Let's talk about something else. Anyway, so that's coming up. We have so much going on. Uh, so, And thank you for the suggestions of other upcoming months. There's a lot of good things that we're considering. Um, I still do think we should do Vintember at some point. Yeah. Um, and we haven't done a Nick Cage film festival in a while, and he's putting out some new stuff that I want to watch. So a lot of Nick Cage ready to happen. Cageuary? I don't know. There's some good stuff coming up. Anyway, uh, go to redesk.com, sign up on the mailing list, and you'll find out about our upcoming sponsorship opportunities so you can sponsor an episode in one of these fabulous months. Thank you for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh-huh. At the Tanya Best. Punched in the head. And uh, Jeff Bear from Movie BS with Baron Schneider, uh, So, which is at moviebs.com. So as people can probably guess already, you actually know something about films. I, I do like to and, think And so. you, uh, so you do a show, uh, you do a podcast that is about new releases. So you talk in-depth about current films, and you review them as, like, the week they come out and, and, and actually know about them. That is a hundred percent correct, and I, it's a it's a delightful show, and it is the way that I most of the things I know about current film I know from listening to the podcast. So I, I highly recommend it to everybody out there. It's very sweet. Thank yeah, you, you very guys much. Were super fun, and uh, and thank you for doing this. You were great. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. Cool. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. <laughs>